This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. just what a vile, racist, anti-democracy buffoon he was. This is the buffooning of the American presidency. This should not be happening. So as a teenager living in New York, I, I've said it before, this is the reason I never watched The Apprentice. Yeah. I despised Donald Trump yeah. because he, to me, signified the rich white guy in Manhattan that absolutely hated and despised me, yeah. that hated and despised my cousins, my friends, everyone we knew, that, that, that called us wilding yeah. just because we were in the park, that said we can't be free to walk around in the street, that said when Patrick Dorisman got killed by an off-duty police officer, he's no choir boy. And he was literally, I mean, was no altar boy. He was literally an altar boy. Giuliani said that. And so people like Giuliani and people like Trump persecuted black and brown people in New York. It's what they did for fun. It's what they did for pleasure. They enjoyed it. They enjoyed lording over people who had nothing, who had no million dollar lawyers, who couldn't change lawyers at the drop of a hat and get a different hip hop lawyer the next day when they were tired of one, who couldn't go out and make their case on, you know, Fox or on Newsmax, who had nothing and who Donald Trump lorded his everything over and still people who looked like them put him in rap songs. It was an indignity to me that something I loved, a culture I loved, would lionize that. And so to me, this is justice. The fact that Manhattan didn't give him a mugshot, I thought was offensive. And I thought that the Fed said, we already know what he looks like. He was the president of the United States. Okay, offensive. Everyone else had to take him. This case, and I think Fonnie Willis is a hero. She is a national hero because she, more than any prosecutor in this country, and I respect Jack Smith and I respect all the prosecutors that are doing this, she's the only one who said these wealthy, powerful, privileged men and women are just American citizens. And when they break the law, they will take that picture. Y'all see it, man. Which one are you in, though? They got everybody. Look at that truck, though. The juxtaposition of the hate and the love uh, for President Donald J. Trump. It's Friday, 25 August, Year of Lord, 2023. We are going to go. We've got a lot to break down today from yesterday. We're going to have the best guest in the world to do it, but I want to go live to Jackson Hole. Wyoming, uh, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jay Powell, this big address. Let's go and take a uh, crack at this. On both 
the unwinding of the unprecedented pandemic-related demand and supply distortions, and on our tightening of monetary policy, which would slow the growth of aggregate demand, allowing supply time to catch up. While these two forces are now working together to bring down inflation, the process still has a long way to go, even with the more favorable recent readings. On a 12-month basis, U.S. total or headline PCE inflation peaked at 7% in June 2022 and declined to 3.3% as of July, following a tra trajectory roughly in line with global trends. The effects of Russia's war against Ukraine have been a primary driver of the changes in headline inflation around the world since early 2022. Headline inflation is what households and businesses experience most directly, so this decline is very good news. But food and energy prices are influenced by global factors that remain volatile and can provide a misleading signal of where inflation is headed. And in my remaining comments, I will focus on core PCE inflation, which omits the food and energy components. On a 12-month basis, core PCE inflation peaked at 5.4% in February 2022 and declined gradually to 4.3% in July. The lower monthly readings for core inflation in June and July were welcome, but two months of good data are only the beginning of what it will take to build confidence that inflation is moving down sustainably toward our goal. We can't yet know the extent to which these lower readings will continue or where underlying inflation will settle over coming quarters. 12-month core inflation is still elevated, and there is substantial further ground to cover to get back to price stability. To understand the factors that will likely drive further progress, it is useful to separately examine the three broad components of core PCE inflation. Inflation for goods, for housing services, and for all other services, sometimes referred to as non-housing services. Core goods inflation has fallen sharply, particularly for durable goods, as both tighter monetary policy and the slow unwinding of supply and demand dislocations are bringing it down. The motor vehicle sector provides a good illustration. Earlier in the pandemic, demand for vehicles rose sharply, supported by low interest rates, fiscal transfers, curtailed spending on in-person services, and shifts in preference away from using public transportation and from living in cities. But because of a shortage of semiconductors, vehicle supply actually fell. Vehicle prices spiked, and a large pool of pent-up demand emerged. As the pandemic and its effects have waned, production and inventories have grown, and supply has improved. At the same time, higher interest rates have weighed on demand. Interest rates on auto loans have nearly doubled since early last year and customers report feeling the effect of higher rates on affordability. On net, motor vehicle inflation has declined sharply because of the combined effects of these supply and demand factors. Similar dynamics <clears throat> are playing out for core goods inflation overall. As they do, <clears throat> the effects of monetary restraint should, th should show through more fully over time. Core goods prices fell the last two months, but on a 12-month basis, core goods inflation remains well above its pre-pandemic level. Sustained progress is needed, and restrictive monetary policy is called for to achieve that progress. 
In the highly interest-sensitive housing sector, <clears throat> the effects of monetary policy became apparent soon after liftoff. Mortgage rates doubled over the course of 2022, causing housing starts and sales to fall and house price growth to plummet. Growth in market rents soon peaked and then steadily declined. Measured housing services inflation lagged these changes, as is typical, but has recently begun to fall. This inflation metric reflects rents paid by all tenants, as well as estimates of the equivalent rents that could be earned from homes that are owner-occupied. Because leases turn over slowly, it takes time for a decline in market rent growth to work its way into the overall inflation measure. The market rent slowdown has only recently begun to show through to that measure. The slowing growth in rents for new leases over roughly the past year can be thought of as in the pipeline and will affect measured housing services inflation over the coming year. Going forward, if market rent growth settles near pre-pandemic levels, housing services inflation should decline toward its pre-pandemic level as well. And we will continue to watch the market rent data closely for a signal of the upside and downside risks to housing services inflation. The final category, non-housing services, <clears throat> accounts for over half of the core PCE index and, accounts and includes a broad range of services, such as healthcare, food services, transportation, and accommodations. 12-month inflation in this sector has moved sideways since liftoff. Inflation measured over the past three and six months has declined, however, which is encouraging. Part of the reason for the modest decline of non-housing services inflation so far is that many of these services were less affected by global supply chain bottlenecks and are generally thought to be less interest sensitive than other sectors such as housing or durable goods. Production of these services is also relatively labor intensive and the labor market remains tight. Given the size of this sector, some further progress here will be essential in restoring price stability. Over time, restrictive monetary policy will help bring aggregate supply and demand back into better balance, reducing inflationary pressures in this key sector. <clears throat> Turning then to the outlook, although further unwinding of pandemic-related distortions should continue to, continue to put some downward pressure on inflation, restrictive monetary policy will likely play an increasingly important role. Getting inflation sustainably back down to 2% is expected to require a period of below-trend economic growth, as well as some softening in labor market conditions. Restrictive monetary policy has tightened financial conditions, supporting the expectation of below-trend growth. Since last year's symposium, the two-year real yield is up about 250 basis points, and longer-term real yields are higher as well, by nearly 150 basis points. Beyond changes in interest rates, bank lending standards have tightened and loan growth has slowed sharply. Such a tightening of broad financial conditions typically contributes to a slowing in the growth of economic activity, and there is evidence of that in this cycle as well. For example, growth in industrial production has slowed and the amount spent on residential investment has declined in each of the past five quarters. But, we are attentive to signs that the economy may not be cooling as expected. So far this year, GDP growth has come in above expectations and above its longer run trend. And recent readings on consumer spending have been especially robust. In addition, after decelerating sharply over the past 18 months, 
the housing sector is showing signs of picking back up. Additional evidence of persistently above trend growth could put further progress on inflation at risk and could warrant further tightening of monetary policy. The rebalancing of the labor market has continued over the past year but remains incomplete. Labor supply has improved, driven by stronger participation among workers okay. aged 25 to 54. We're going to come back to that. And by an um, increase in immigration back toward pre-pandemic. What we're trying to do, remember, in this, uh, in this show, we're trying to – we don't chase um, the, um, the shiny toys that are put out there. There are other people who are going to do that, and that may be the places some of you may should watch. We're trying to put you in the room – where the power players are and where decisions are made right now out in Jackson Hole. That's the end of the uh, the central bank central bankers meet out there in Jackson Hole. Obviously, one of the most beautiful parts of the world out in Wyoming. Uh, but the headline here is Fed Chair Powell calls inflation still too high and warns that we are prepared to raise rates further. Acknowledges progress, but it's done. I want to read a quote here. Acknowledge that progress has been made. The central bank leader said inflation is still above. The policymakers feel comfortable. Note the Fed will remain flexible. Contemplates, although this will quote, although inflation has moved down from its peak, it remains too high. We are prepared to raise rates further if appropriate and intend to hold policy at restrictive levels until we are confident that inflation is moving sustainably toward uh, down towards our objective. Okay. This ties together, and by the way, we're going to get back to the hate on Trump and, and, and everything with Trump, but it, this is all inextricably linked. Remember, we did not have these problems. Let me go reset. We did not have these problems in the fall and the winter of 2019. We had a resurgence and a renaissance under President Trump before the bioweapon of the, out of the Wuhan lab, either as an act of commission or inadvertently because of their incompetence. They still exacerbated uh, the uh, spread of this virus throughout the world. That would be the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, by, and let me duly note that, as Naomi Wolf and Natalie Winters have pointed out now daily, uh, it's all coming back. The mask protocols are coming back. You see, just today on CNBC, in the Financial Times, right next to the screaming headline about Powell and what's happening here uh, with inflation and with rates, is the, uh, is the issue of... Uh, of the vaccines, <laughs> there are going to be two vaccines. <laughs> Our vaccines are going to be ready on September 15th. You can't make this up. On September 15th, the two vaccines will be ready for new jabs. As central banks and countries like China, India, Australia begin transitioning to a digital currency, the Federal Reserve has been contemplating the same for the United States of America. With a digital currency, the government could track every single purchase you make, Officials could even prohibit you from purchasing certain products or even easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. These are some of the reasons concerned Americans reach out to Birch Gold Group. They want to have a physical asset that's independent from the U.S. dollar. Gold held tax sheltered in a retirement account. Remember, gold held in your tax sheltered retirement account. Learn if gold is right for you. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, two nine eight nine eight nine eight. That's Bannon, nine eight nine eight nine eight. And Birch Gold will send you a free information kit today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold has been helping my listeners and viewers from the very beginning of the show. Text Bannon 
B-A-N-N-O-N, 298-9898, and claim your free info kit on gold because of a central bank digital currency becomes reality. It'll be nice to have some gold to depend on. Take action. Use your agency. Do it today. There are no coincidences, right? There are no coincidences. As Natalie Winters has now gone through the numbers and showed you they've been preparing to buy you know, more PPE, to buy more equipment under this issue that they are relentless. Uh, any way that they can steal this election, any way that they can try to suppress the American people and break the American people, they're going to do. That's the ruling junta you have. And you saw in that tremendous, and if Denver could do me a favor and pull up the, uh, the um, photograph taken of President Trump yesterday, I don't think I've ever seen a more powerful, uh, you know, the mugshot is going to be one of the most um, copied images in the world. Look at that right there, the determination of this individual, uh, everything he's been through, everything they've tried to do to him, everything. You saw Joanne Reed right there, that the raw hatred coming to the surface of President Trump and juxtaposed with the love for President Trump by some of the residents of, uh, of Atlanta and Fulton County. Um, but to get back to the economy, under Trump, you know, under Trump, things were on a roll. Zero inflation, uh, true wage increases, not just nominal, but I mean real wage increases. It was zero inflation. I think it was a 10% uh, pay hike to uh, non-white-collar workers, to non-college graduates, to high school graduates in blue-collar, because the entire uh, business we did was to focus on America first and to focus on making sure the working class in this country uh, had a shot here and was able to participate in the prosperity. It began under President Trump. It's one of the reasons they hate him. We're going to go to Bloomberg. We did some cuts this morning from the chief economist of ADP, the the, the payment processor, and she admits, because they have the best feel for anybody, ADP throughout the country, because they, they do a lot of the payrolls for the Fortune 500. And she's, she's quite upfront that one of the ways they're trying to break inflation is they're trying to drive wages down. That's one of the key things they're focused on. They're not focused so much on the capital part of it. They're focused on the, on the wages part of it. And right there you see, how did this inflation happen? So how, how all of a sudden this happened, and now we're in the – and now we're absolutely in a uh, – thank you very much. Now we're in a uh, – um, and now we're in this um, this era that rising wages, uh, rising interest rates, the banks are under pressure because of the rising interest rates. The Biden bonds are worth less now. Their capital stock is worth less. Uh, you have a banking crisis all brought about, all brought about by the ruling illegitimate regime, Joe Biden, c- coupled with. Uh, coupled with McCarthy and what McCarthy went along with. And this is what this massive battle, and I'm telling you right now, they are, there are enough votes out there to force Biden to shut down the government on the evening of 30 September. And if Kevin McCarthy has to go to Hakeem Jeffries and rule with the Democrats, then what you're going to have, what you're going to have is, a, I think, a motion to vacate. I think people now, and here's the reason, because this audience not the 70 members that voted to, to not do the debt ceiling increase, but all the other rhinos. When they're back in their district, you're, you lighting them up has gotten their attention. The feedback that people are getting is that every district, every constituent is furious about the federal spending because that's the number one thing. That is the central element of what's driving this inflation. With all the supply chain stuff and everything else, this is all driven by the Biden regimes, and by the way, the Republican Senate, the Rhino Senators going along with it, and these House members. I have Boris Epstein. Boris, 
uh, this photo. We can, we're going to go back and play some of the more hate of Joy Ann Reed and MSNBC and Joe Scarborough and all that. But I got to tell you, yesterday was magnificent. President Trump, the way he comported himself in that photo is uh, going to be a, 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 a icon image for decades, if not centuries to come, sir. Steve, honor be with you. Honor be with the War Room Posse. And I agree with you a thousand percent. President Trump yesterday represented what America is meant to be. Strength, determination, and fight and never surrender against the overreach, the targeting, the weaponization of law enforcement, against the dictatorial crooked Joe Biden regime. President Trump combined all of that power into himself and, and into that photo. I'm honored to be a small part of the fight to keep America a semblance of what it used to be and to bring it back to greatness, which only President Donald J. Trump can do. And he showed again yesterday why he's the only blood soldier who the American people want to bring our country back and to make America great again, which is we've talked about time and time again with you and always signal that noise for the posse. That is not a campaign slogan. That is an action item all across the board. It's pretty obvious now that the uh, two things, number one, that this is not working. The lawfare, and you saw the, the, the folks down in Atlanta are supporting President Trump. You see this. You see the uh, unbelievable the, the hatred and what's come up. Uh, what's come up with this? With the well, lawfare is not working. You saw the Keebler elves and, and the the uh, um, audience was announced at twelve point eight million. That's less than half of the first debate of twenty fifteen. So don't let everybody run. Oh, twelve million is fantastic. That they're shocked by that number, how low it was. But the Keebler elves, nobody on the stage showed any true leadership, right? So the Keebler. So so Murdoch's. Trap, he said, for thing. Trump, and what they're trying to drive is is not, not is a second to and DeSantis is finished after that because he just he can't control he can't step in and own the moment which you have to do as a leader he just doesn't have it he doesn't have what we refer to as the right stuff uh, your your assessment of where President Trump's campaign goes from here continued full spectrum dominance Steve that's where it goes President look at the numbers two or now about two hundred fifty four two hundred fifty five million views of President Trump powerhouse interview with Tucker Carlson. Uh, the debate, and you were right, Steve, again, always signal that noise for this audience. Comparing apples to apples, first debate to first debate, 2015 and now, 2015, 24 million. Now, 12, they're saying 12.8, but they're, they're throwing in some other numbers in there. They say all linear, et cetera. I'm hearing closer to 11. That is a annihilation. Annihilation and a complete indictment of the Republican establishment and an indictment of these pretenders who everyone knows have nowhere to go. And at this point, it's time to give up and time to unite and coalesce behind President Trump. Let's go beat crooked Joe Biden and bring our country back to greatness. Make America great again. Because President Trump showed once again this week, and not just in terms of fighting against the targeting and the weaponization of law enforcement, but also on key policies, on the border, on, on national security, on energy. But he's the only one the American people want. And look at, the, look at the polling. I mean, the numbers in the national polls and state polls are lining up in a way that is showing that this is no longer a race. And we've been talking about this for a long time, but now the money is dried up for, for the sanctimonious, the Florida governor. So it's been, Vivek is, you know, Vivek, that's not going anywhere. Everyone knows that. Chris Christie was booed out of the room, as President Trump said in this interview yesterday from the plane. This is no longer a race. President Donald J. Trump 
has got this nomination locked up, and he's going to beat crooked Joe Biden and walk back into the Oval Office Jan 20, 2025. I'm not so sure it's going to be Biden. And one of the reasons is that one of the big tells for this audience, because we track these guys pretty closely, instead of coming all in on President Trump, I think they realize it doesn't poll well. Not that they're not trying to push it through their media surrogates, but the thing they led today with in putting ads up, Boris, the Biden regime, was about abortion. They went immediately, pivoted right back to their, to their wheelhouse in this abortion issue. Yes, I think they realized this didn't work for them, correct? You agree with me? Absolutely. I mean, again, look at the videos, and you mentioned it, Steve, in the first, you know, first question. Look at the video of President Donald J. Trump yesterday going through a neighborhood in Atlanta that, would, that used to never even think a Republican existed. But now they're out there on the streets in huge numbers supporting President Trump because they know that he's being attacked. But really, it's not, it's not him. Through him, the country is being attacked. And they're standing up for President Trump, standing up for MAGA, standing up for our country. And the Democrats know it's not working. But, and to show you just how desperate they've gotten yesterday, Joe Biden tweets this pathetic thing, oh, today's a, now is the moment to give to my campaign, exactly at 730 at, uh, in the evening when President Trump was going through processing. Little did they know that the results of that processing was going to be the most iconic photo in American history that is dominating them and absolutely annihilating any of their efforts. But what does that prove? What does them tweeting a fundraising ask at 730 prove? That all these attacks are about one thing, and that is election interference, just as President Trump says. Couldn't be more transparent than that. Could not be more un-American than that. And we're going to fight right through it. Uh, by the way, Boris, if you can send uh, from War Room Books, I want to officially uh, put forward the offer to get the uh, the War Room Books Donald J. Trump diet plan uh, because I just want to go. I want to officially put the first bit in there. So if you can take that back, uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> we're ready to negotiate right now. The two fifteen, I'm all over that. We got I, I tell people, and I think you would agree with me. Trump, this is the best Trump we've ever had. The most focused. The the toughest look at the look at the Tucker thing, which was so compelling to watch. A quarter of a billion views on that, and I think the mugshot has got something 150 tw- tweets already. Is it, I mean th- he's going to have a billion uh, 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 retweets and impressions on the interview and the mugshot in 24 or 48 hours, sir. I, I've never seen anything like this. It's it's beyond he's viral. Got, he's he's, he's got literally got breaking the internet. One point one million likes. 139, 140 million views. As you said, over the next week or so, that's going to be up to a billion between the two. And breaking the internet is exactly right. And why? It's not, you know, this isn't just for some, you know, sort of measurement. Whatever. This is all about showing just how much the American people support and love President Donald J. Trump because they want him back in the Oval Office as soon as possible. Last, uh, last thing, Jay Powell. I mean, we wouldn't be having, you know, people wouldn't be so maniacally focused on this or in Durban, South Africa. And by the way, people should know that the announcement coming after uh, the Durban was that she and Modi are coming together. They're going to work out uh, some issue about the border dispute. This is the worst signal coming out of Durban was the, was 50 percent of the oil production in the world all teaming together. And the linchpin of this was Modi and India They've announced that she and Modi are trying to work out some sort of ceasefire up there in that, obviously, that, that area of contention on the, uh, on the northern India border, um, which is, uh, you know, and this is why this never happened under Trump. You never had this problem with inflation. You never had the Federal Reserve out of control. People don't realize when President Trump was in office, uh, Janet Yellen was the Fed chair. 
We were contracting. President Trump, in the first year of his administration, besides the tax cuts he put in, he did quantitative tightening. The Federal Reserve took almost a trillion dollars of liquidity out of the market. A trillion dollars. So to, to make sure why? To t- try to take the air out of the asset bubble that was creating. He didn't want another 2008. He never gets credit for this. The, the, the economy had converged and was hitting on, on all cylinders. We don't have that today. We have total disarray. We now have, quite frankly, the biggest uh, access of America's ever had to stand against in its history, and that you saw the formation of it. And by the way, their focus is de-dollarization, the destruction of our currency. And that's why you see pound these guys a day. They can't get their hands around the inflation. Why? Because of the Biden regime's mismanagement of the company and the economy, and particularly the overspending. Boris Epstein. Steve, mismanagement, instability, disaster. That is what we've been led in three short years. We, as you're completely right, President Trump got inflation to the perfect point, right about one to two percent. Joe Biden has let it balloon. He got he absolutely annihilated our energy independence and energy dominance. He's annihilated the standing of America around the world economically and in terms of national security. And look, look what's going on in Eastern Europe. That war, that absolutely a dumpster fire surrounded by nuclear reactors continues. Now the news in the last 48 hours of the, of the you know, plane crash, plane annihilation, whatever you call it, with the Wagner Chief Prigozhin on board. The instability around the world is unlike anything we've seen in recent modern history, and it is a stark contrast from the total stability we had under President Trump. And why? Because President Trump was respected, and let's be honest, by, by some he was feared, and he was absolutely treated as the top best option for an American president could be. Because our allies and our adversaries knew that he was not to be messed with. Yes. And when he's back in office, he's yes. going to solve these issues again, and only he could do that. No, not if, when. And that's why the Republican House has to stand this regime down until P- Trump arrives in January 2025. Okay, Boris, quickly, how do people get to you, your newsletter, Instagram, all of it? Steve, thank you so much. Honor to be with you and the posse. My information the website is hot. BorisCP.com. Sign up right now on BorisCP.com. Hot on Getter at Boris CP, Twitter at Boris CP, Hot on Truth Social at Boris, and of course, hottest on the ground, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong, God bless, and Shabbat Shalom. Thank you, brother. Every day in MAGA, every day on this fight is an unclouded day as we drive towards the sunlit uplands. Betty Jean Robinson in the Nashville grass will take us out. Unclouded day. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. 
it's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skincare, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views. PublicSQ.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at PublicSQ.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. Um, signal, not noise. President Trump, as I t- say, uh, my theory of the case is quite simple. Only uh, twice in this um, providential entity we call the United States of America, this nation, against all odds, that was created and, uh, and, and built upon the shoulders of the most extraordinary collection of individuals in mankind's history that did this over, I don't know, hundreds of years. Really the... Um, Essentially, yes, and, and, and our, our leaders at certain times, like during the Revolution and other periods, were incredibly well-educated, uh, men of the Enlightenment uh, back in the, uh, in the Revolution, uh, incredibly educated. You could tell this by the documents. And then you had, in the Civil War, someone like Lincoln who was self-educated, right? Remember, Lincoln, for most of his life, um, really had uh, the plays and sonnets of Shakespeare, the King James uh, version of the Bible, and uh, I think Plutarch's Lives of the Noble Romans and Greeks were really what he he was able to self-educate himself. Think later Euclid's Geometry and others as he got more intense in his 30s and 40s to really get, you know, stop being a, a laborer and become a, a lawyer. Extraordinary individuals. Only twice in this republic's history has the fate of an individual uh, been inextricably linked with the destiny of this republic? And that's where we are today. And that's one of the reasons the left goes out of the way, the joiner, they go out of the way, oh, this is a cult of Trump, this is a cult of Trump, this because there's nothing, there's no cult of Trump about this. And you can see yesterday with that, if we can pull back up that, uh, if we can pull back up for a moment that photo, that what they call the mugshot. Um, and just look at that. 
at first, when it first came up, I actually thought it was a painting. Um, I mean, think of the pressure somebody's under and to deliver in the moment. This is about the ability to grab the moment. That is what leaders do. They grab the moment when it happens. This is you saw on the stage the other night. Ron DeSantis and all you DeSimps out there, and I said this now for a long time, and everybody that abandoned Trump and went there is just, you, you, you need to have the right stuff. Part of the right stuff is knowing, knowing how to own the room, and, now, and you own the room by you step into the moment, and you grab it by the throat. You either have that or you don't. Ron DeSantis just doesn't have it. Does not, he's, not gonna, he's not gonna be president of the United States. So everything around that and all the Murdochs, and, and this is why I'm on the Murdochs and what they're trying to do here. Because it's self-evident to people that know him. Yet they've spent now billions of dollars in TV time to try to promote him to thwart Trump. Why? Because Trump cannot be controlled. Think about it for a second. Just step back, pull the camera back for a minute. Four and two impeachments, four indictments. Now almost, what, 700 years in prison, um, you know, 90-some indictments. And you see them cackling on MSNBC and the New York Times newsrooms. They want him to serve that time. Don't doubt for a second they want him to die in prison. Now, I want you to put that in a context of Amer- the sweep of American history. Think about that for a second. What was Donald Trump's crime? And Donald Trump, to them, has an unforgivable crime, that he should die in prison. And as, as uh, Nicole Wallace was cackling the other day on the show, and she's so happy about the conditions inside of Atlanta, the Fulton County uh, Jail, about how horrific it is, they want him to suffer like that. They want him to die like that. This is why Tucker Carlson, look, Tucker Carlson is a very smart guy. Tucker Carlson, and he, Tucker Carlson is also a guy, if you watch his show, Tucker's not into clickbait. Tucker's not throwing stuff. He's not a wise guy, as, as Trump would say. He's not a wise guy. Tucker asks um, very important questions that can lead to other things. The two most important parts of Tucker's interview the night was about Trump's ass- the potential assassination of Trump or violence against Trump, and then ended about a civil war, of which Sarah Palin then reinforced last night that's what they're trying to bait us into remember they want the death of trump they want his memory to be expunged they want him to become a non-person was this not what rupert murdoch told people that we have, they've told people the famous story. He wanted Trump to become a non-person back in January of 2021. Did the war room in this audience, the core audiences at the time, did you believe that when everybody abandoned him on the 20th of January, when it, when when the uh, Air Force One took off for the last time to go back to Florida, and around the war room on Capitol Hill, you had hundreds of troops that were deployed, National Guard that were deployed, full up armored. And all the Republicans ran and left and hid and abandoned Trump? We didn't. Why? Why was that? Very simple. What Trump represents is a taking the country to the next level. Remember, these 
figures that they like General Washington and, and Lincoln, they go, oh, they united the country. No, they did not unite the country until their actions were complete. They were quite divisive. We say, how could General Washington be divisive? Only a relative handful of people actually fought in the revolution. Remember, the Declaration of Independence is incredible. It is a, a divinely inspired document. But it is just a document. It inspires people. It laid out the argument to the founding of the country and the breaking off of the empire. But it took eight years of a quite brutal war that at any time we could have lost and folded in or we wouldn't be an independent country. That was Washington. And you don't think he was divisive? How many people signed up for the Continental Army? How many people showed up for the militias? How many times did he become within an inch of losing it all? But to keep that small embattled army intact, which was the point of the exercise. He was quite divisive at the time until he won. And then he brought the country together and then the foundational elements of the Constitution and his presidency and his second term. And most importantly, walking away at the end of the second term. Laid the whole foundational element from the, from the French and Indian War all the way to that. Divisive and then unity. Unity through victory. Lincoln, same thing. Lincoln was a minority president even as the popular vote. If you add up the popular vote, the four candidates in Lincoln, I think Lincoln got 41% of the vote. Popular vote. Popular vote. Overwhelmingly won the electoral vote, but popular vote. I think there are five states. <laughs> there are five states. He did not receive a vote. Not an electoral vote, a vote. And then the trial of fire of this country in a civil war, of which so many times it could have, it could have cratered, and only, and remember, he puts out a controversial memo, one they still refer to, to his cabinet in August of 1864, when it looks like they're going to be defeated by his former General McClellan, who's run against him as a peace Democrat to bring the country together. What did McClellan want to do? He wanted to unite the country. They want to bring the country together. They want to bring the country together. They want the country to unify. And Lincoln tells his cabinet, hey, you know, it's looking pretty grim because it doesn't look like we're going to take this one. So I want to have a plan that we have to figure out how to finish this conflict before we turn it over in March. And quite frankly, the way it's actually written, people would actually question – was he going to turn it over in March of 1865? That's the controversy about the memo to the cabinet. Was certain these guys going, well, hey, some of this language, it was only the fall of Atlanta by General Sherman and then the troops, the overwhelming support of Lincoln by the Union Army that swept him to a, to a, a massive victory. Uh, but note in history, he didn't even run as a Republican. It was so controversial. They ran as a a unity party. I think it was called the New Union Party. He put, had a Democrat as his running mate. They got rid of the, they got rid of what Hannibal Hamlin in Maine, the Republican, and put Johnson on as a remember East Tennessee. Those Appalachian folks down there never loved the landed aristocracy in the South. That was it. The second time, Lincoln wins and through victory then brings the country together. This is Trump. Only the third time in history inextricably linked an individual's fate with the destiny of the country. And now it's more obvious than ever. And why is that? 
because Trump understood that the elites in this country had become globalist and they had put the interest of international entities, international capital markets and international players above the American citizens and the nation itself. That's his unforgivable crime. In their eyes, he needs death in prison. You don't think if you went to Morning Joe this morning, went to all those people from Joy and Reed, they want to serve all 700 years and have his memory totally expunged as a black mark in American history. It is exactly the opposite. And that's why I have said from day one, there's nothing to compromise about. There is no coming together, just like in the revolution, the Civil War. One side is going to win and one side is going to lose. And the side that wins will then do what they do. And that side is going to be us. As sure as the turning of the earth, it will be us. Because it can't be any other way. And remember, this only stops when we say it stops. Always remember that. Only when you decide that it's over, is it over. And that's what they hate and they can't take it. They don't have the grit. They don't have the determination. They don't have the toughness. They don't have, wait for it, the right stuff. Is Trump perfect? No, he is far from perfect. He is a quite imperfect vessel. He is a quite imperfect instrument. And his imperfections actually are strengths. Because this is not about a cult or looking for a messiah. We've had a messiah. We have one today. We don't need another. We need an instrument. And Trump is that instrument. Think about it for a second. Not to just not come down the escalator and done it in 15. He had absolutely no incentive when he went back to Mar-a-Lago to do this again. And in fact, if he had just built his business and gone his way, they would have celebrated and they would. none of this would have happened. None of the indictments would have happened. None of the shutting down of his businesses would have happened. None of the trying to put his kids and his family and everybody into bankruptcy would have happened. None of that would happen. He made a conscious decision to come back and do it again. And this is why his fate is inextricably linked with the destiny of this republic. Because trust me, at the end of this fight, we're going to be one thing or the other. We're either going to be the republic that was bequeathed to us, a constitutional republic by the rule of law that was bequeathed to us, or going to be something quite different. Short break, back in a moment. Everything's just beginning, but the games you want to play. Bring it on and now we'll fight to the end, just watch and see. It's all started, everything's begun, and you are over. COVID tax relief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. 
covidtaxrelief.org, got a manufacturing business, nearly 250 grand. And covidtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business, almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Stephen K. Bannon. By the way, our geopolitical, not just our financial situation get much much worse because of what happened in the uh in the um in durban and that's why i want everybody to go to birch gold right now birchgold.com slash bannon get the end of the dollar empire because you're living it folks de-dollarization is the top of the list this alternative currency they're talking about and the basket currencies and backing with gold you need to get up to speed on this one of the things geopolitically remember the situation in taiwan is going to get much worse because they now have a real access. It's bigger than just Iran, the CCP, and Russia, which it has been. Now you've got the Saudis, the UAE. You don't know what side these guys are going to come down on. But right now they've joined them. That's going to make the situation in Taiwan uh, ten times harder. I'll get into more on that in the second hour. But this, this, what's happened this week, this is an inflection point this week of what's going on. Dave Brat. The, the mismanagement by the Biden regime, the Secretary of Treasury, and the Federal Reserve has been nothing short of breathtaking of what they've done to, what they've done to the world's greatest economy, sir. Yeah, well, first, I just want to applaud you on, on the, the piece you just completed on the, uh, the providential nature of this country. Uh, that declaration and constitution and all of the legal architecture in this country has one purpose – and that's to protect the individual, you sitting out there, from our government. The history of the world was the history of tyrants and kings. And the providential gift we've been given is something we need to protect. And it, it's not just Trump, although it's certainly on him. RFK, and these political views are just my own. RFK uh, Jr. is coming out saying he's canceled for 18 years. And the sitting president of the United States called Big Tech to cancel him on the left, on, on the Democrat side. And all of this is, is, is singular. It's about control and power. And it, it's all linked to what's going on in markets today, et cetera. Uh, the Fed uh, just came off. Uh, Powell gave his speech out in Jackson Hole. Uh, very hawkish, right? We're a long way from done. Uh, what that means is interest rates are going to continue to go up. Uh, you can get into the technical stuff on our star where the interest rate is, but the stance of, of interest rates is going to be restrictive. 
The jobless uh, reports came out. The jobless claims are, are, are uh, lower than expected. The labor market's still hot. GDP's grown a little bit. Productivity but, 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 but hold, whoa, whoa, whoa. Bit. Hang on. Hang, hang yeah. on. Stop, stop, stop. Uh, you got, but hang on. I want to go back to the labor. We say that, and by the way, Brett's going to stick with us for a while. I got Kerry Lake, yeah. Navarre, Dave Brett. Brett. The, the number, the Labor Department numbers on the on participation, they, they know they're lies now because they come back with these massive readjustments to, yeah. you know, a quarter and a half after they happen. So they're gaming the system. This is total yeah. information control by the regime, sir. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'll, I'll go one further on the politicization of this stuff. The New York Post somehow today has a, a lead article saying that Biden's uh, food stamp program is going to increase inflation, food inflation, by 15 percent. That's backwards. The, the reality is that the poor and the, the middle class are living with 15 percent food inflation right now. And they're having to jack up food stamp uh, you know, payments out to people so they can afford to have a meal. And so the politicization all is in one direction. Powell knows at the end of the day, we got about 15 months until the presidential election, and they have to squeeze out this price inflation from the poor and middle class because they're the people who vote. So you can go into all the technical stuff you want. In my view, it's always political with the Federal Reserve. It has been for the past 20 years. Uh, There's nothing to stop that right now. And the irony is Jackson Hole is the most income. uh, The income distribution is so it's the most one of the. (laughs) Most unequal distribution of income Worse. cities in the world. You got the folk, the elites flying in the Learjets, and then you got the poor sitting there watching the Learjets and the kings come in and, and stating what they're going to do uh, to the lives of the paupers. And so okay. uh, this country's That's upside a, down right now, and we need to get ha, stability ha, back. Ha, hang on, hang on. I need you to stay into the next break because I got a lot more to get yep. into you. Uh, your key point that I want everybody. The declaration, the revolution, because remember, we left an empire that was just about to hit the, their, their acceleration with yeah. India, what they had with the Royal Navy. They had a system down. What did our framers say? We don't want a worthless land, landed aristocracy calling the shots. And particularly, we're not going to b- go into monopoly capital with like the British East India Company. Right. These these these, uh, uh, you know what they give to these companies to give them whole monopolistic power in certain areas. They said, no, we're not going to do that. We want entrepreneurial capitalism. And that's why John Hancock and Sam Adams being a couple of freebooters were into entrepreneurism, right? Not, not having the tea that was thrown over the side was the British East India company. That wasn't the crown. They were just getting, they were getting up in the man's face and saying, guess what? No monopoly power. We're, we're, we are freebooters. <laughs> we're not going to let you control our company. Kings and tyrants. That's why they hate Trump. That's why they hate Trump. Trump is your weapon. He is your weapon against a corrupt system that's there to impoverish you. Impoverish you. Take your hard work, your tax money, your pension funds, your hard work, and extract all the value for themselves. Okay, short break. Billy Strings, another version, another cover on a classic gospel song. Unclouded Day, which it is in the war room every day of the year. Be back in a moment. Oh, the land of a non-cloudy sky. They tell me of a place where no storm clouds rise. Oh, they tell me of a place where no storm clouds rise. 
tell me of an uncloudy day They tell me of a place where my friends have gone They tell me that my eyes shall be cold Heaven's king as he sits on a snow-white throne In the city that is paved with gold Days. Oh, the land of an uncloudy sky They tell me of a place where no storm clouds rise Oh, they tell me of an uncloudy day smiles on his children there and his smiles drive their sorrows all away where the tree of life in eternal bloom sheds its fragrance through the uncloudy day oh, the land of folks let me tell you about salty it's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.